Thanks for joining us for the first of what I hope to be many episodes of Liberty Season. I am your host, DK2, dk2radio.gov on TikTok, dk2radio everywhere else. And as always, you can follow Liberty Season on all social media platforms. Intros aside and without hesitation, let's get right into it. I can't tell you what a bitch it was to come up with the topic for the first episode. Like to figure out a topic that I could talk about that would be broad enough to tell you about who I am and what I'm about without being too specific to a current event. So I was looking at a list of all different topics, things like race, gender, religion, sexuality, all different types of social constructs. Which is when I got to thinking, we live in a society that constantly addresses social constructs without addressing the largest social construct of all, which is the state. And I was having a discussion with someone a while back when I was talking about how people inherently will pursue their self-interest. And there's no way to avoid that, which is why positions of power always ultimately corrupt. And the person said, well, the state doesn't have to be inherently bad with the right people. Which then I replied with, well, the state's not real. We have this popular notion, particularly in the United States, because of the way our Constitution was written, that the state is of the people. And we pride ourselves on that. That's become a beacon of freedom for the United States citizenry. But the reality is, is that there's nothing special about that statement. Every state and every government throughout the course of history has been comprised of people. There's no omnipresent being that's just called the state that's always there, regardless if the people are involved or not. All the state is is a social construct that was come up with to give one group of people a special amount of power to rule over the other people. And if I could only get the left to understand and embrace this concept, I think it would be an absolute fucking game changer. Like most of their issues are centered around that topic and they just don't realize it. Like trans people aren't being afforded appropriate rights. Well, who decided that? The state. Racial problems exist. Well, who enables those problems? The state. Policing reform is needed to address the widespread abuse of power. Who sanctions that? The state. And the biggest criticisms always seem to center around capitalism. That the free market is not checked enough and we need the state to intervene more. But in all reality, the free market doesn't exist. The biggest critique of capitalism always centers around wealth disparities. And the constant critique of libertarianism is that with the free market, we would just return to serfdom. But what you don't realize is that we're already there. And contrary to what you learned growing up in school, let's take a look at it from a different perspective. What is feudalism? Feudalism is the concept that had serfs living on the land owned by the lords. Now, in exchange for the serfs being protected by the armies of the lords, they would pay them a tax. They would grow their crops and they would send those to the lords as payment. They would also serve in the lord's army to help protect the land that they lived on. Now, those lords, in exchange for being able to live on the land controlled by the king, would ultimately kick their end up to the king for the same kind of protection. Now, the obvious problem with that is that the lords that controlled the land would not allow the serfs to overtake them and become lords themselves. That would be pointless for them to do. 
And what we're taught in school is that capitalism actually freed them from that system and enabled great mobility. Serfs were now able to engage in free trade and move up in class, and there was just this great mobility that just swept all over the world, and everybody was happy and lifted out of poverty, and things were great. But I'd argue the thing that changed that, the thing that enabled that greater mobility, wasn't the presence of this vast new economic model. It was actually the diminishing power of monarchies. The changing of that power dynamic, the absolute crippling of things like divine right and absolute rulers, replacing them with things like legislatures and republics, that's what created the mobility. People simply just rose up and took more control over their own governance. Now naturally transitioning from something like an absolute ruler to having so much more liberty, people are going to want to enjoy that liberty as much as possible initially. And as they decided how to set up these new forms of government and tweak them to however they needed to fit best for their own societies, that's where we see this rise in social mobility, this transfer of wealth, this greater economic prosperity for more people. Not to say it didn't have hiccups here and there, because obviously it did. But the response to those hiccups is what brought us to where we are today, the rise of the state to address those problems. And the greater the amount of power that the state has amassed, the more interference that the state has taken part of in the free market, that's where you see this constant wealth disparity continue to grow. You see the rise of more and more people who coincidentally hold a great amount of power and also hold damn near all the money, hoarding around and making new laws. And somehow, by some magical mystery, those laws don't take care of that wealth disparity, things only seem to get worse, those laws only seem to be self-serving, and somehow the people that know the entirety of the timeline of all of these billionaires' existence, and they know the timeline of all of how the wealth disparities were created, somehow never put two and two together and overlap that timeline with the timeline of the growth of the state. It's like this weird Stockholm Syndrome that people have developed where the solution to this great problem that we're all facing is more of the thing that got us into this problem. But that's the issue, is that people put their trust in the state because they're viewing the state wrong completely. Let's bring it back full circle to the feudalism topic. Feudalism involved the serfs paying the lords a tax to live on their land and receive certain services in exchange. Kind of like you pay taxes to your state government to have things like roads and different services that you want. Now, those lords paid taxes to the king for the same privilege. Kind of like how your state and the government, the federal government, coexist to govern you. And you pay taxes to both. It's like, do you understand how stupid that sounds? When people justify taxes, like, well, what about the roads? And we get services, and that's our collective money. Put yourself in the position of serfs and ask yourself if you think as a serf you would say, well, that's just the collective price that we pay to live. And I'm happy that I just have this little plot of land that I never really own that I have to pay continual property taxes on to exist. And then the lords determine my rights and they determine what I can and cannot have or do. Like the free market isn't what's fucking you. It's the state. You live in feudalism. The free market will not return us to serfdom. The state returns us to serfdom. So every time you cry out for the state intervention that you think is the solution, all you're saying in reality is, more serfdom, please. More feudalism, please.
And this has become a more pervasive problem for a couple of reasons, in my opinion. I mean, number one, we're constantly indoctrinated from the time that we're born that the state is amazing, particularly the, the United States state. We're told stories about the Founding Fathers and the writing of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence and these glorious stories of freedom and liberty and rejection of monarchy. And those are all fine and dandy, but that's not the state that we're currently living in by far. But the other issue, and I think potentially the more dangerous issue, and it's something that the right gets half right and half wrong, is the rise of secularism and the fall of organized religion in the Western Hemisphere. And I think that's why in today's society, we're constantly focused on all of these social constructs and civil liberties. For the longest time, organized religion, Christianity, the Pope, Catholicism, they were a moral compass. They told you what was right and wrong. They were the fabric that held society together. But what happened with the decline of religion in Western society and the rise of secularism is that that moral compass needed to be replaced. And a lot of people have seemed to replace that with the state. The state has literally become the new religion of the people. I don't think it's a coincidence that the left is predominantly the group of people that reject religion. And it's also the group of people that predominantly embrace the state as the arbiter of morally good and bad things. Does anybody remember the stories of the Crusades? How corrupted the Vatican was? How corrupted the Vatican still is? That's the state now. Instead of the Pope laying out guidelines as to what's acceptable and not acceptable, now the state does that. People look to the state to tell people what you can and cannot do, what's morally acceptable, what's morally unacceptable, what the consequences for those morally unacceptable actions are, and who those consequences will be imposed upon. And because now the state serves that role as the arbiter of right and wrong, we're gradually walking ourselves back toward the concept that you cannot question the state. The state is the one who decides these things. And if you can't question the state, then what is the state? It's an absolute ruler. And every time you sacrifice your liberty and your autonomy, every time that you give the state more authority to govern you, every time you give them more power to decide what you can and cannot do and have, you are taking one step closer to that absolute ruler. It's essentially the slippery slope right back to divine right. And it's becoming more and more mindless. It started off with things like, well, smoking is bad and people didn't know that. So the state should mandate that companies put warnings on those packages. Or inhaling sawdust could be bad for your health. So the state should make companies put warnings on things. Well, spilling hot coffee on myself is inherently bad for my health. Well, the state should make sure to warn me by mandating that companies put warnings on their cups of coffee that the contents may be hot. That way I know that coffee is hot and I don't burn myself. Then it escalated into things like, well, fuck, I'm still burning myself with this hot coffee. The state needs to regulate what temperature that coffee should be at at all times. And fuck, people are still dying of cancer from smoking, even though there's the warning on the packages. You know what? The state should ban that product. People are getting fat because they're drinking too much high fructose corn syrup. You know what? The state should ban large sizes for those drinks. Every time you walk back your liberty, every time you ask the state to intervene, every time you give the state the authority to decide what you can and cannot do or have, you are taking one step closer to being absolutely ruled.
New mistakes, new dangers, new risks will always emerge. And the more that we solve those problems by taking things away, banning things, regulating things, you will run out of things to regulate. Eventually, you will get to the point where you are asking the government permission to do anything at all. We just went through a pandemic where so many people were literally asking the government for permission to go to a store. Now, the state being comprised of people who control those resources are not ever going to give that power up. Once you give it up to the state, you will not get it back. Remember, the state is a social construct. So the power that you are giving up, you are simply giving up to a different class of people that you think is better equipped to tell you what to do than yourself. Now, the antidote to this problem is to choose liberty and fundamentally enhance your freedom to make the best decision regarding your life as long as that decision does not interfere with other people's ability to do the same. And I hope that's become evident through the examples that I've provided. But as long as we continue to progress down the avenue that we're progressing down as a society, choosing that antidote becomes harder and harder. And I want you to keep that in mind as we progress through the episodes in this podcast. We're going to talk about a variety of topics, all different types of current events, subjects, you name it, everything under the sun. And we're going to tie it into how choosing liberty will produce the best outcome. I'm going to be bringing on a bunch of different friends and guests. We're going to have a lot of really great conversations. We're going to fuck around. We're going to laugh. We're going to joke. We're going to cry. We're going to do everything under the sun. It's going to be amazing. I want you to stay tuned in. I want you to check out the future episodes because they will not disappoint. I'm really looking forward to having a lot of these conversations. And you're invited too. Nobody is off limits. I'd like to talk to everybody. There's a link in my bio to ask a question on the podcast, send me an email, send me a message, hit me up on social media, tell me what you want to talk about, come on the show, let's have a conversation. I really appreciate you checking out this episode, and I hope that it helps to kick off some meaningful conversations. Looking forward to talking with everyone more, but I got to get going for now. In the meantime, follow my social media accounts. TikTok is dk2radio.gov. That's where I'm the most active. It's DK2 Radio on all other platforms. Liberty Season is the podcast. It's on all social media platforms as Liberty Season. Hope to see you there. Give me some show ideas. Give me some conversations. Give me some feedback. Show me some love on different videos. Talk about my different videos. Whatever the fuck you want to do, honestly. It's a fucking free-for-all. But until then, this has been Liberty Season. I am your host, DK2, and I'm reminding you to always choose liberty.